Hey everyone, welcome back to Brown Girls Bloomin'. I am your co-host, Bella Fuentes. And I am your other co-host, Melissa Leal. Thank you so much for tuning in. So today's topic is... Is machismo, aka... Toxic masculinity. Yes. And this is where we say not yay. You know how no. in our other ones we'll, we'll literally be like, yay! <laughs> not yay. Yeah. Not yay, not yay. We don't like that shit. <laughs> you know, growing up Latina, we've had our share of this machismo culture. But before we get into it, mm-hmm. so for today, the question that we're going to be asking is what is a challenge that you overcame this week that you're proud of? And, and it could be um, big or small. So I you this, this is so cute. Um, okay, so do you want me to begin? Yeah. I think I overcame a lot of challenges, which I'm actually really proud of. Um, mm-hmm. number one, two. Oh, Christ. <laughs> the podcast. Um, number one, I have been dedicating my time to running. So I am taking on a new hobby and I'm trying to become a runner. And this week I ran four times. And three out of the four times that I ran, I did not want to show up. Like, I did not want to get up. And I did it anyways. And I think I'm really proud of that. I'm really proud of showing up for myself. And I'm, I just am really happy that I did that. Can you hear my snap? No, but yeah, that's, that is a really big thing. I feel like once you kind of get into, like, like talking yourself to work out, it's like you're like, oh, I don't want to. <laughs> but then when you're like actually doing it and starting to break a sweat, you know, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this isn't even that bad. Yeah, low key. Like that's exactly that's literally exactly my thought process. Where if I think about it too much, I'm like, no, I shouldn't do it. Like I'm too tired. I'm gonna be I'm tired. Gonna yeah, yeah. Like, and it actually like wakes you up, no? Like yeah, when you're exactly. done. Uh huh. And when I'm done, I'll like come into the kitchen. I'll like wash some dishes or I'll make dinner. I'll clean my room and I'll have like a little bit more energy to pull through. But what is the challenge that you overcame this week? For me, I think my biggest accomplishment slash or challenge was me trying to keep like remember to take my medication. So um you you guys know like I just had a baby right so I've been going through like postpartum depression and all that stuff so I got like prescribed this medication and it works like literally good so good for me but I don't even think I told you the story so I went to the doctor to go get like my prescription and stuff right and I had like a rash that I was telling you about and when I went to the pharmacy um, like all of my prescriptions were there and I had already um, finished like the medication that I originally got like for my um, postpartum depression my PPD and I just went to the pharmacy and I just told them can you ring me up for like everything that I had and they were like okay so then originally I was just going for my rash cream and that's all I paid attention to right and then I didn't realize that my doctor had refilled um, my PPD meds, right? And I was literally going crazy because I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't have any. And the doctor was telling me, like, I put it in the pharmacy. And then when I went to the pharmacy again, they were like, no, we don't have it. So I had it in my bag the whole time. Oh my but because God. it wasn't what I was looking for, you know, my rash cream. Mm-hmm. like I was just like going through it and I felt like I was going crazy and I felt embarrassed you know because <laughs> I was like Aww. telling the the pharmacy like the farm tech like I don't have it you know <laughs> the like, they probably think like that was like a little druggy or something you know like <laughs> <laughs> you were like I need my drugs <laughs> literally but I finally got my prescription and I, I got back on my schedule you yeah. know we love and that. And I'm finally feeling almost back to normal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, but yeah, that was my biggest challenge. Well, the the other big challenge <laughs> I was telling you, potty training 
my little kid. He'd be driving me crazy with all of these diapers, and I can't take it anymore. I'm just like, you know what? You're just going to pee yourself in your undies, or we're just going to learn the potty because I'm a little low-key tired. Yeah, does it <laughs> Like when he pees himself, like does he get mad or is he just straight chilling? <laughs> he says, "Dude, honestly, most of the time, either he ignores it. Like I think being in a diaper, like you're used to just having that, I guess, padding. You know, like oh, I'm yeah. gonna wait till mommy changes me. You know, mm-hmm. but since I'm like enforcing it more, he's like, oh, mommy, I need to go potty. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. but yeah. I mean, we're still working on it because." dude literally yesterday he was like mommy i need to go potty and then he said it so fast so we started running to the bathroom this kid <laughs> peed like right in front of the door and i was like oh okay what was his reaction when he just like pees himself he he like gasps and he's like oh. <laughs> yeah it's, it's cute right yeah but i was like i'd rather wash undies than like have to go buy diapers because i'm like I'd rather use him for nighttime, you know, until he actually learns. But now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, when he wakes up in the middle of the night and he's like, I need to go to the bathroom, I'm going to go down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Diego. He's learning. Right? He's growing up. (laughs) I know. He's so big. I am so freaking proud of you of like taking your meds. We are very pro meds here. If you need that shit, go to your doctor. Seriously, yeah. Okay um but also like mental health is super important not just taking care of yourself like physically but like emotionally mentally all that stuff yeah yeah for sure I feel like I think we kind of talked about this a little bit in the first episode where I was like talking about how I didn't really take care of my mental health because it was like I was very on grind mode um and I feel like that's just because of capitalism in itself and so I want to encourage everybody to like take some time for yourself, whether that's like meditating or getting an extra yeah, hour yeah, or taking medication or whatever it is that you need to like fill your bucket. Go ahead and do that, please. If, if that's the one thing that you do this week, um, like let it be that one thing. Yeah, seriously. I'm, I'm trying to get into um, crocheting. <laughs> <laughs> My other hobby that I'm going to get over in three months. (laughs) I'll fucking stop. Are you fucking uh, throwing shade at me? (laughs) (laughs) I'm throwing shade at myself. I I really, really want to like do it because I feel like I see so many like cute clothes, like Mm -hmm. crop tops. And I can do it for like my kids, you know, and I'm like, Uh I'm just going to do this for myself. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god okay so I got into crocheting like a year ago um and a couple months ago I was like oh is oh a couple months ago before Annie was born um I was oh. like oh <laughs> I was like oh let me um crochet any a cute little blanket I was like that'll be her <laughs> I was like that'll be her baby shower gift um and I was gonna mail it to Melissa for her baby shower tell me why Half of the blanket is still in my closet unfinished. <laughs> and he has been born and he's about to be one year old. <laughs> and she's still not, she still has not received her blanket yet. That's okay, I can finish it. <laughs> yeah, I need to finish. I need to. Yeah, that's my hobby at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Send me, like, what's your. Tune in for my next hobby. us every fucking three months has a new hobby (laughs) if that's you oh my god we should we should document what hobbies we're working on that way we could just like that way we can just have it as a memory so right now my hobby is running and melissa's hobby is crocheting (laughs) i can literally make a whole doc about this stop I need this running hobby to last me at least a year because I really, really, really want to run the LA Marathon. No, yeah, seriously. I've always wanted to run a marathon. Like that's like always been on my bucket list. But I was telling you, like, I got shin splints and oh, all that yeah. jazz and all that jazz. I got a little hurt. So yeah. I'm like, maybe one day. One day for sure. Yeah. 
Um, but okay, so let's jump into our topic for today, machismo, also known as toxic masculinity. Um, so when I think of machismo, I think of my dad. TBH. Seriously. What about yeah. you? Yeah, I was gonna say that too. Just kind of like when we were growing up, you know, me growing up Mexican, I feel like when I don't know, for me, it was kind of like my dad, I guess, dominating, mm-hmm. like, the women, um, you know, controlling me, my siblings, and, like, just demanding respect from everyone. That's kind of, like, when I learned my, like, kind of respect attitude and not just demanding respect from others mm-hmm. and, like, not not even just, like, you know, your parents or anything, but um, more, like, earning respect and not just because they're an authority quote-unquote figure mm-hmm. you know yeah I feel and, you don't. and I feel like also with that like kind of that's how I learned how to like cut off like toxic people from my life you know mm-hmm. yeah what about you um I think I kind of agree too like growing up my dad was very like he always demanded respect um even when like sometimes he didn't even deserve it like it was just something Mm -hmm. that he expected um and I think about like also just how growing up I used to like idolize him a a little bit like I used to think that he was Mm -hmm. this all-knowing like expert being why and, yeah oh my gosh okay I feel like that too right and it's like bro like first of all he was dumb as fuck <laughs> yeah um and, like he really like the energy that he put out um was of like oh I know best I deserve mm-hmm. this even though he didn't really deserve it and I think that's just like an issue in society and with men in general like they never question themselves and people don't question Mm -hmm. them like there's this automatic idea in society that they are deserving of this like powerful position just because they're men um when in reality it's probably like women that would do a significantly better job but I remember this one particular instance where we were living in Guatemala at this point I was like in what would be equivalent to like seventh grade and my dad starts saying, so. he said something. I don't know exactly what he said, but he like basically said a fact about like the world. I don't know what it was. And I was just <laughs> curious. I was just curious to know like where he learned that. Um, yeah. Not because I was questioning him, not because I was like doubting him. I just wanted to know like how he knew that. And I was like, mm-hmm. how do you know that? And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, how do you know that? Um, and then he was like, I just know. And I was like, but where did you learn it? And he got so fucking angry at me. He started yelling at me like, what the oh, fuck? Yeah. Do you-? He's like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, where where did I learn this? Like, are you calling me stupid? And I was like, for, like I like was shook because mm-hmm. never my intention was to doubt him. Like I, I like fully believed him. I just was curious to know where that knowledge came from because I was just a curious child that wanted to know like where do people learn things because I also want to learn you know and just like how he saw that as like oh I was doubting his intelligence or doubting his ability and and he he felt like I guess maybe in a way intimidated by me questioning him because men don't even have other people questioning them like that um and that was a time where I was like yo my dad is kind of ignorant you know like th- that was like probably like one of the moments that like really shifted my perspective on him. You know, your story kind of like triggered me. Like I had like so oh. many like black flat like what is it flashbacks uh-huh. like running through my head, kind of like you know the the bad memories was kind of uh-huh. a tape recording. But I feel like despite all of this, you know, BS, I feel like it just taught us to not tolerate you know shit from excuse my language from men you know yeah and to just never like not need a guy for anything and to not be treated to not accept to be treated any less than you know yeah you know I agree with what you're saying and and like but I feel like 
for a long time though the way that he treated me and the way that he like minimized me was kind of no was definitely manipulative in just the way he like made me idolize him um through manipulation and I feel like at this point in my life yeah I know that I know how to catch those red flags but like growing up maybe even until like a year ago or like two years ago like I was very submissive I was very like I didn't stand up for myself Mm -hmm. and even to this day like it's hard to stand up for myself and so like I would love to say that I've learned from it but it's still like a it's I'm still unlearning all the manipulation that he like instilled in me and like all this um like lack of self-worth because oh my gosh yeah I think that was like my biggest thing I just didn't have any worth yeah I just thought myself as dumb you know Mm -hmm. because to idolize him we have to think that we're lesser than you know Mm -hmm. and so I feel like even though I wish I knew that I deserve better I think subconsciously I I still think that I don't deserve better and that I'm not better Um, and I'm I'm trying to work on it and like I don't learn it yeah yeah it's so it's like a work in progress and I I've definitely done a lot of work and I've changed a lot like I know how powerful I am and I know how um worthy I am it's just sometimes when it comes to those like very tough moments it's hard to stand up for myself yeah I get you I have a question do you think that like made like growing up the way you did with your dad does that make you like afraid of men or like standing up to each other (laughs) I know I feel like I mean I have like a little story that's why I was wondering lol (laughs) into the deep questions um yeah no 100% I think I am scared of men um I think I'm scared of men and I also have my guard up all the time mm-hmm. when I'm around, all the time. And I've like, have been more conscious of this. If I'm out and about and I notice that's like a guy is staring at me or like a guy is like flirting with me, um, I won't flirt back or like, I won't, um, I, I I'll feel immediately super uncomfortable, um, which I feel like a lot of women would feel, but I feel like and because of the trauma, like I wouldn't even open myself up to having a conversation with a random stranger because I automatically have my guard up of like this man is trying to hurt me. I feel like when me when I was dating, um I not that I compared every guy to my dad, but like oh. if they kept like I guess reminding me of him, I was like, No thanks, bye, because I was like, You're just like my dad, you know? And yeah. I feel like that yeah. was just like I mean, I I guess I can see how that's, like, bad, you know, if you're, like, an adult and you're, like, no. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, not everyone's perfect, you know. Yeah. But I feel like that was something that I, like, struggled with. Yeah. I, 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 I don't remember if I told you this story because I had just thought about it. How me growing up, I didn't have self-love. So... When I was, um, when I had, like, left UCLA and then when I had finally, like, um, broke up with my boyfriend at the time, Mm -hmm. um, one of the things I think I was, like, going through was, like, also with my dad because I still lived at home, you know? Mm -hmm. And realizing how that guy reminded me of my dad because one of the last things that I had said to him was... um, to my ex-boyfriend was I'm something along the lines like I'm leaving and despite how long it took me to finally get the strength to leave you I find I finally like love myself Uh, enough to like let go right and he literally went off on me and saying oh you think you're hot shit like you think you're worth blah 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 like you think you um know your worth and all this stuff and I think at that moment it was just like a light bulb went off and I was like Uh I'm so glad that I don't I didn't feel like I had cuffs around my arms to him anymore Uh wow 
I know, right? I'm like, damn. Like, I don't know what I'm talking about. It just like reminded me about it. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Like, oh gosh, like, <laughs> wow. No, that's amazing that you were able to recognize that and that he like, I mean, he had probably already shown his true colors, but like it was more obvious to you at that point and that mm-hmm. you did have to leave him. And I'm so proud of you. Well, thank you. That's like that's another episode. That's another episode. Uh, <laughs> that I was definitely say, like just being in a toxic relationship, you know. When I haven't been in a relationship, it's gonna be me interviewing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, machismo is not the move. <laughs> it's not the it's not the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, okay, so you said something that like made me think about um relationships and like the people that we look for in those relationships so you said um when you see oh, about like people picture, being like your dad yeah when you picture your dad in within that person you're like oh no that's a red flag oh Some, wait can i say something before I oh yeah it? Go ahead. um i've always heard people saying you if like if you have like an amazing relationship with your dad you know First of all, I'm jealous. <laughs> but second of all, like I've always seen this like topic or um where it's like um if you had like an amazing relationship with him, you look for a partner that is like him, you know, because your dad had shown you, um, I mean as a as a woman, your dad had shown you what to um expect from like a gentleman, if that mm-hmm. makes sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just had thought about that because um, having my daughters and like with my husband, like that was something that I like was like in the back of my head, you know, <clears throat> like I want him to show her and my son like what a good relationship is and um, what not to do and like what to avoid with like relationships, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I think like when you witness what good healthy love is you know what isn't and like you try to pursue that same healthy love like you have that good example and I think it also makes you more open to love because you see how beautiful it can be um whereas like I think for us well I don't know you you've always been the type to like be very like romantic I feel um really <laughs> yes that's crazy my dad my dad would made me like cold you know, sometimes my mom would sit, would tell me, like, you're just like your dad. And I'm like, ouch, you know, because that fucking yeah. hurts, you know. But, I mean, yeah. obviously I have some attributes, like, that are like him. Like, me being cold sort of thing, you know. Because I feel like, I don't know if it's a, a Sagittarius thing, but, like, just cutting people off, you know. Like, that was, like, my red flag. I don't know. I literally do not see how you are cold. I think you perceive that because other people have told you that, but you are not a cold person like that. Oh, You're not cold told my mom. at, at <laughs> all. And I think <laughs> we'll have a whole episode of mommy issues. No, <laughs> seriously. Um, but I think you think of that because when you cut people off, it's because they're not treating you how you deserve to be treated. Which mm-hmm. that's everybody should do that, you know. You don't do that because you're a cold-hearted person. It's because you know your worth. Period. So you said something. You said, um, when you sometimes you look for your dad and your partner or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, and when I like, <laughs> this is like me exposing myself, me being super cringe, like <laughs> when. <laughs> When I'm talking to someone, um, I always like, in some ways, look for my dad in them. And I don't. This is probably like a toxic trait of mine. This wasn't on the episode of the red flags. You never. Oh said yeah, this. This, is not on the, this is just another. This is a bonus yeah. red flag. <laughs> um, okay, so what do you mean, like the good part of him, or like the bad? Oh, you laughed. You're like. Oh. No, I, I don't know. I think I think the good parts or I think just like I think this is just my daddy issues where like I want my partner to be like dominant. I don't like being the dominant one, but also I do want to be the dominant one. 
because I'm a Leo. <laughs> See, I was gonna say I feel like you are dominant, but. I don't know. I mean, I'm like excited to see like your future partner, like, and see how because that I feel like me. the person that you end up with. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, like, <Did> I single? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but like, because and also that's something that I I feel like I'm trying to navigate and like when when something does feel serious with someone, it's like something that like it feels weird trying to navigate where I'm like, I want you to be dominant, but I also don't want you to be dominant. And like, I I don't know how to do that or how to like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like the the girls that get it, get it. (laughs) (laughs) Me only knows how to talk in TikTok. No, but (laughs) I feel like in certain things, like I don't even know how to like, I can't even give you an example because I haven't lived it enough times to like know, but I feel like I want that balance of like, I'm the dominant, I'm like, we share the dominance depending on the situation. But yeah, I don't know how to describe it, but I'm saying like, I essentially like look for someone that is willing to be dominant, but also it allows me to be like dominant. Submissive. Oh yeah, I was going to say, that's not like me and Jose are too. Before, I think I was shy, not, not so like outspoken. Mm-hmm. you know when Jose was also like that but I think since us you know dating and then getting engaged and getting married I feel like we ended up just balancing each other out because I mean even though you haven't met him like <laughs> you know I feel like when you kind of like talk to him I feel like you'll see like kind of why we like mesh together if that makes sense you know like, yeah, I was going to say, like, I also don't know how your relationship works with Jose, but it does seem more so of like a partnership versus someone is being dominant than the other person. It doesn't yeah. seem, it doesn't seem like someone has power. It just seems like both of you are very flexible um, and very just like we support one another when we need it because we're living a life together. And and I feel like that's how, yeah, a marriage exactly. yeah like that's how a marriage should be. I don't think it should be like somebody is more dominant than another person in general and see that's where like all the machismo stuff comes Mm -hmm. i feel like the the dad would just kind of like run the house when the Mm -hmm. mom was they were like the breadwinner the mom was the homemaker right have food ready by the time they're off work Mm -hmm. um and with the kids i feel like i mean in my household um i learned how to cook actually the the first thing that i learned how to cook was beans and that's because my dad wanted me to learn how to cook so i could cook for him no way yeah, yeah. and that was like the first thing yeah right that's crazy because i think I was, it was like summertime my mom was working and my dad had worked nights because i have my younger siblings so by the time my mom got home from work my dad left for work so there was always someone at home with the girls you know mm-hmm. and it's crazy now thinking about it because it wasn't my mom who like had taught me how to cook like my first thing it was <laughs> my dad because he was like no I want you to cook my food for me wow. you, know? you know looking back obviously I'm like hell no you know like <laughs> you you took your stuff like shouldn't you be the one cooking for me because i'm little you know literally <laughs> not you being six years old learning how to make beans but, uh, <laughs> and with jose especially like when we first um moved in together he didn't know how to cook anything like i think his first meal he made was pasta and <laughs> you know how you have to boil the water before you oh, put the noodles he put the water and the noodles in there. You know how like nasty that tastes. You know, it, it just I just lost my appetite, and I was like, you know what? I may know a thing or two, but I'm gonna teach you. I'm I ain't so having like, this. What's I'm also- gonna teach both my daughter and my son how to cook. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> Maria. Um, and I think it's also really beautiful that like he was receptive to that where he was like, okay, yeah, teach me, you know, instead of like, if you don't like it, just eat it, don't eat it or something like that or make it yourself, you know? Yeah. Cause there's two responses like to that. People would do. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
And now, honestly, I feel like he cooks more than me. And I'm like, yes. Period. <laughs> no, but with, like, my kids and stuff, definitely. Like, sometimes Diego will, like, get in the kitchen with me. And I'll be like, oh, I'll do this, you know. Yeah, that's but, a- um cooking should not be like a gender role you know yeah um I follow this um so I've been like on this health journey where I want to eat like super clean whole foods and so I follow this chef who cooks um with low sugar tries to eat um pretty healthy and clean um and he makes like daily um instagram stories where he like is cooking with his daughter and it's so yes no but i i try to send as many videos as i can to melissa um about this little girl her name is yeah i think it's rose honey um where this little girl she'll be like sprinkling like salt onto the food or she'll like taste test it or she'll be like pouring the syrup or she'll be chopping the cucumbers um and she like is she's literally like two or three years old and she is mm-hmm. like fully like cooking in the kitchen with her dad. And it's just so beautiful to see that and how like at such a young age, like they can cook, like little kids can yeah. do the help in the kitchen. Um, and I feel like also adults can be kind of toxic because they'll be like, Oh no, you're too little. You can't do that. And I think at a, at such a young age, they're told that they can do something instead of encouraged to like actually try these things um, in obviously like safe ways. Um, and even if they're doing it wrong, telling them that like what they're doing is good. It just like encourages that growth and that learning process too. Yeah, that's actually like um, a learning thing. I can't remember the word, but teaching them little kids to have like not basic life skills, but like in kind of help parents mm-hmm. and then becoming becoming one and being their own person and being in the, independent. It's called like the Mon- Montessori um, teaching. Mm. I don't know if you've heard about it, but basically like um, having kids be independent and like if I were to have like a bowl of grapes like in the in the um, fridge mm-hmm. like Diego can just get a plate get some grapes and like wash them and eat them yeah you know? which is so simple and like people think like oh no they're too little they can't do that if you train them if you like teach them they can learn yeah exactly. this is, I get so mad when I and, and I sometimes don't say anything to parents because like I am not a parent myself and I don't want to tell anybody how to parent but it's just so mm-hmm. sad to see sometimes how like parents will make their child so dependent on other people at such a young age. And like, I am so grateful that I'm a teacher because I've learned so much about child development and educating children that like, I have like some idea of like how I want to raise my child in the future. If like I end up having kids Um, and just like the type of independence that I want to instill at such a young age, literally at birth, because those are things at birth. Um, but yeah. Very good. Talking about kids. <laughs> Literally, we went yeah, from it's like so important. Yeah, we went from fucking toxic masculinity to parenting. <laughs> no, but I mean it all like stems from that, I feel. I mean, obviously, like that's not gonna be something that you know my family or kids are like raised with. Like mm-hmm. everyone's gonna have like equality. Like yeah. my daughter, my son. Because yeah. with, like, the whole machismo thing, I feel like guys were just kind of um, expected to get, like, with the whole food thing, like, expected to get their plates, like, give it to them. And yeah. the women, like, eating last because they're busy cooking, you know? For sure. Dude, I, have, I have this story. So I went, when I um, started, like, dating Jose I felt like judged because I didn't serve him you know oh and I right in the night like now growing up like we like serve each other and I'm like okay with that you know I don't feel like because I'm a woman because I'm his wife like I have to serve him he has to eat first Mm -hmm. you know because he he's like today I cooked right 
usually he cooks, but I have the day off. He works. And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm craving this. I'm gonna cook it right. And because he's um holding like any um like literally, I want to say like a hundred percent of the time, he's like, no, babe, you eat first, and then I'll eat like when you're done. You know, and versus when like with our dads, they'll be like, no, I'm gonna eat first. Like do- having that dominance, right? You're not your in the kitchen or even with like moms working you know I feel like it was just never um 50 50 yeah for sure what you were saying reminded me of just like the way that my family talks about like my cousin's wife or like my all of my cousins is I don't even know how to say like multiple cousins cousins is I don't know (laughs) Um, (laughs) most of my cousins are men um and so and and most of them are like over 30. So they're like married, they have their children, um, they have their wives. And when I think about, or when I hear my family talk about my cousin's wives, it's always in the sense of like, oh, she's a good wife because she makes him um, food every single day. She's a good wife because she takes care of the kids all the time. She's a good wife because she has the kids groomed very well. Instead of saying like, you know, it's crazy. That's like expected. Yeah. yeah. Instead of instead of just saying like, that's a good marriage because they're both paying attention to their kids or they share their responsibilities equally. You know, it's not about like the marriage. It's about what is the woman doing in that marriage? And yeah. if that, woman, yeah. Or if that woman is worthy of my cousin, which my cousins, the men, they're pretty trash. Um, And so it's like, no, these men should be like criticized and judged and be like, are they worthy for the women that they have, you know? Yeah. Um, but they're not. And they're like people in my family and people make excuses for them over and over and over again. And it's just so annoying how like they're seen as like, as like the foundation or the rock of the family or like, um, like these women are blessed to be in their lives. Like what the fuck? Right. <laughs> You know, it's crazy, like, in the parenting world, um, it's, like, it's, like, a hot topic where um, if the mom, let's say I go out to eat with, like, my friends, mm-hmm. and I'm with my girlfriends or whatever, and they'll ask me, oh, where are your kids? And I'll be, like, oh, um, like, Jose's taking care of them, obviously, or like, or the dads, and then someone will be, like, oh, he's babysitting them, and mm-hmm. that's, like, a know that he's doing his job because we're both the parents yeah yeah I I've heard that I don't know why I've seen posts like that I don't know how they pop like on your Facebook or something yeah (laughs) I don't know how they pop up literally like such a huge topic where there will be like some people who are like oh my gosh you're so lucky that your husband takes care of the kids and I'm like what do you mean lucky like Mm -hmm. but that's expected of you know yeah where they'll praise like the father for For doing doing, minimal yeah exactly where it's like bruh like (laughs) 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 but yeah definitely you I've never told you this but like I hope to be a mom like you, like you inspired me so much in the way that you're, yeah. in the way that you're parenting like any in Diego, I think that's the type of progressive mom and progressive parenting that I want to have. Just like how you like let Diego grow his hair out. Um, like before a couple years ago, um, little buns on him. Yeah. People would tell me, Oh, that's for girls. Is he a girl? Cause he has long hair. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Or I'm just so sorry like that you think like that. <laughs> yeah, no, literally, like if you think like that, like yo, like check yourself. But or like um, that clothes have gender and all this shit, you know. And yeah. I'm just like down, like can my kid just be a kid without you worrying about his pink shirt? You know, like I love yeah. dressing him up in like floral shirts because I think he looks so cute and uh-huh. like I love it. And some people will be like, why is he wearing that? Like the first girl, you know. Yeah, or just like how boys don't play with dolls like I oh yeah Diego has one and like ever since I got it for him like he 
was like learning to be gentle with any you know and that's what I'm saying like (laughs) that people may think like bread's just a doll but like it really teaches a, a child how to show empathy how to show love how to be gentle like grown as men don't know how to fucking do that like Literally. Every, every time my dad would hug me dude it would have fucking hurt like it would be yeah. painful like stop like because you know i've never hug. gotten a hug from my dad <laughs> stop <laughs> no i'm not kidding i'll get like the side hug that yeah. would count that <laughs> and that would be like once a year maybe on my birthday you know the one arm but hug? I don't count that you know this reminded <laughs> me of like a topic with like my therapist I remember oh. I was like down in the dumps and I was like, I just hate how, because now I think my dad is like, well, he's like a totally different dad than how he was with me and my brother with compared to my sisters. He'll say like, I love you, gives them hugs, kisses. And I'm literally like, who are you? You know, mm-hmm. because that's not how he was with us, like me and my brother. And I'll get like so jealous because it would hurt. You know, I would literally like look away because I'm like, damn, I wish that was me. You know, and I was like telling my therapist, like, I just wish that I had gotten that kind of love because I feel like that just like shapes how you become, you know, as an adult and everything. Like your first, your caretakers, you know, how to show love and all that stuff. Yeah. And she like told me something because, you know, I'm still like trying to unlearn everything trying to like forgive him you know and something she like said to me that always like I always tell myself when I'm like feeling sad about it was that he didn't know how to express it with like my brother and I because of how he was raised like having like a strict father and like getting beat you know in Mexico Mm -hmm. and he had to learn like, it was me and my brother who taught him how to do that. And now he does it with our sisters. <clears throat> but even though it wasn't, it's not me who gets that same kind of, like, love, I at least influence um, them, him to be a different person, be a, diff- a better dad for my sisters, you know? Yeah. And that's what, like, brings me peace. Because even though we have, you know, a a bad like relationships mm-hmm. I see how he is with my sisters and it's obviously you know complete change and I'm like okay like I feel better wow I'm still trying to unlearn you know all the bad stuff that I had learned yeah from him, but or like trying to forgive him but I mean I'm human I'm still trying to learn you know mm-hmm. and that just shows like how fucking good of a heart that you have, that you are happy that your sisters have that. Cause Aww. I don't know. If, you like, know, it's crazy. Cause I can't hate them for like loving him. Yeah. Because he's a good person to them, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like crazy because I feel like I'm not at that point in my life where I, he's like off the hook. Like, Oh, I forgive you a hundred percent. Yeah. You know, because yeah. obviously I have my scars. I have my sure. bad experiences. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and so every and, time I, I think like my sister will say something about him, and I, I'll attach myself like, I guess making us like an ill face or something, you know. But then I'm quickly like, you know, poker face, like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> or you have to fake it for them in a way. <laughs> yeah. Or like not show your bias, I guess. Not show my pain. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Um you're a much better person than I am. <laughs> um, have I, I don't know if you know, but I have two younger brothers. Oh yeah. Um, I have, so I have two brother, two half brothers. One is, I don't even know TBH. One is like four <laughs> years old, I think. And the other one I think is going to be two years old this August. Um, and uh, in a way, I feel like I'm kind of jealous of them. And not like, not in the like, I'm angry or jealous, like towards them, but more so jealous of the situation that they're in and angry at my dad for it. Because I mean, I don't know if my dad is a better dad for them. I want to say that he is and I hope that he Mm -hmm. is. 
but I hate that I never got that. I hate that I go through the shitty parts of his life and the shitty parts of life in general and have to experience all the trauma and all the like toxic masculinity and all the violence that I witnessed. And like, I hate, I hate that I didn't have that childhood. And like, to this day, I feel like I still, still mourn the childhood that I wish that I had, um, because I know how beautiful it can be. And like, even when I found out that my dad was having his second child, I remember being filled with like rage and envy. And I was like, I really, really hope that this child is not a girl. Um, because I didn't want to feel like, I don't even know how to describe it, but I didn't want to feel like I was replaced and that, that that was the better version, that that was going to be the better version of me. And, and that was going to be the less fucked up version of me. And that was going to be the like lucky girl that he had in his life that like he treated with respect and with love. Um, and I, (laughs) and I don't know, (laughs) and I don't know if like, it was God, or I don't know if it was the universe or if nothing was in place, but, um, for some reason, I'm grateful that it was a boy because I don't want to live having to compare myself to someone like that, especially not someone that's my sibling. And then I want to have like real love for, you know? Yeah. I honestly don't blame you. I see why you would see them. Not us spilling our emotions. Ew, for real. Why did this? I did not expect this episode to get deep to as be is, is this therapy? Literally. No, okay. So I was going to say, um, I feel like I, I can't, I think it was like last week, but I remember like crying to myself because it was like during the time where I didn't have my meds and I'm so like dependent on them. And I just, felt like I'm such a bad mom because I forgot like what I was thinking but um I felt so bad at the time because I mean obviously I'm I'm a young mom you know I'm 25 and Mm -hmm. I always see these posts where it's like um heal yourself before you have kids and Mm -hmm. every time I see posts like that I feel so shitty because obviously I'm not like 100% like mentally you know trying to unlearn the stuff that mm-hmm. I grew up with but I feel like I kind of like put myself a hundred percent or at least try to be you know for my kids especially Diego because he's almost three and he like just he's like a sponge you know just learns everything yeah. about and he's still like a mama's boy you know so he's like super attached to me and me being in therapy kind of makes me feel like shit because I feel like if I was a hundred percent because before I had given birth I was actually like a hundred percent like my therapist was literally telling me we can stop seeing each other because I think you are doing amazing you know but then Mm. you know I gave birth and all that stuff happened and so I'll feel like guilty because I feel like all of my trauma will like come back with how I was raised you know and I don't want that to affect how I parent you know Mm -hmm. but how you were like telling me like that I'm a good mom I was like it like it reminded me of that because oh I don't know I feel like mom guilt and everything is just super bad yeah no I I agree like whatever you're feeling is valid I think also though like it's important to acknowledge that like healing is not linear and mm-hmm. I don't think it's, and this is something that I've been like trying to like internalize too, where it's your trauma is not just going to disappear, you know, like you're, you're still going to have those memories and those experiences with you. Um, and like, I don't think that it's ever going to be like a, go to therapy, fix our problems and we're done. You know, I think it's mm-hmm. a life journey. And I think those posts are super fucking toxic of saying like, <laughs> kill, kill yourself first. <laughs> sometimes having kids is part of your journey, your healing journey, you know? 
And I truly no, believe. No, yeah, dude. I was literally on birth control, like with Diego. He came <laughs> so unexpectedly, but when he came, like I knew that was just a part of, like it had to happen. Yeah, you know, because I grew up and I learned so much. Like he, he, he taught me so much that I would have never learned or figured out if he hadn't have come into my life. You know. Yeah. And, like, I truly think that, like, kids come into your life when you need it. And I never thought of it like that until, like, recently where I'm just, like, thinking about, like, the people in my life and at the points that they had kids. And, like, for a lot of people in my life, like, having kids saved their life. And it just... But I would never tell Diego that, like, my kids that. Yeah. Because I feel like it's, like, a burden. Oh, my God. And, okay, wait, so... (laughs) Like that's another topic, talk. <laughs> a whole other episode. <laughs> you know, when I'm at my like, when I was at my lowest, 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 and I just, you know, didn't want to be around anymore. Like, I just thought of my kids, and I was like, damn, I would never tell them that they're the reason why I'm still here. You know, because I feel like that's just like, damn, like if I'm not here, like you know, yeah, you know I mean? yeah, just so. I feel like that's, I mean, not only a burden, but it's just so hard to, like, carry that yeah, and, like, into your life. and For sure. Yeah, maybe you made me think about, like, maybe this is something I should talk about in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me make an appointment real quick. Yeah, let me make a mental note. I actually have therapy in two days on Monday. So that's gonna talk about we're on this healing journey you guys no but i agree with you it is it's like what are you saying that it's um not linear yeah i think that was something that i was like struggling with you know because i kind of like low-key thought like oh if if i don't need therapy like that means i'm good right you know (laughs) but then it's like life happens yeah yeah seriously no, but um, Damn, now I need to make an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast makes us need therapy. <laughs> I didn't expect this little episode to be so deep. Got no, me shaking and everything. I thought we were going to bash men and it was going to be the best. <laughs> you know, the fact that I haven't even said that I hate men. Like, is this even a reasonable <laughs> episode if I haven't said men are trash? Like, <laughs> but... Yeah, I hope you were able to relate to this episode. Maybe you enjoyed it. Maybe you found it funny. Whatever it is that you're feeling, we hope that you left feeling some positive emotions, feeling some sense of relief, some sense of healing in our experiences, um, because that's what it's about. It's about healing and getting through the, the experiences that we've had, the negative experiences. Stay tuned for our next episode. We are so grateful that you're here. Um, and I hope you have a great week. Bye. Bye.